Today's guest is just 19 years old, but he actually began securing his financial future at 18. Today, I have a young man who is who was 18 when he first heard about my show. Now he's 19 years old, y'all, and he's making $50,000 base with an extra $30,000 net. Uh, about $70,000, $80,000 to be making this year in 2024. No debt. No. No student loans. No. Mom and dad are not out of money. No. Long gone are the days where a four-year degree is the only pathway to success. The, the traditional four-year college route is not the best route for everybody. But I dropped out. Mm -hmm. Dropped out with about $30,000 in, in debt. Had to pay that off, became homeless. But the very gift that got me in trouble, which was my mouth, right? Now is making me millions, millions of dollars a year. Now, before we hop into today's show, I want to remind you of the book of the month, Goals by Zig Ziglar, link in the description box below. Be sure to grab your copy. And while you're there, be sure to also like, comment, and subscribe so you can be the first one notified every single time we drop a new video. Now, let's jump into the show. Welcome to the table. Yeah, yeah. We gonna get real. We gonna get right. Oh, building up wealth. We gonna give life. Welcome to the table. What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Welcome back to today's show. Listen, on today's show, y'all going to want to dial straight on in. Because did you know the average 18-year-old in America, between 16 and 19, is making about $31,000 a year? Once you step up outside of that from about 20 to about 24, the average 24-year-old is making about $38,000 a year. Average hourly wages is in between $15 to $18 an hour. Uh, but today I have a young man who is who was 18 when he first heard about my show. Now he's 19 years old, y'all, and he's making $50,000 base with an extra $30,000 net. Uh, about $70,000, $80,000 to be making this year in 2024. And he's already having other companies reach out to him to see if he would love to come partner with them, which will raise his base from 50 to 65,000. OT commission, he'll probably make about 90 to 100,000 dollars by the end of this year. And he's a young man straight out of high school. Uh, but because he was dialed in listening to what we are doing here at the table, he was able to get his income up. He was able to have that increase. And right now, we're literally praying every single day this week uh, for increase. It's called Pray FYI. I think we have about two more days here left um, on this particular journey. I'm excited about what we're doing. You could join us here at the last minute. Go to PrayFYI.com. We're praying for decrease in debt, decrease in liabilities, increase in wealth. We're praying for increase in job opportunities, increase in business ideas, increase in investments, increase um, in legacy building. So listen, go to PrayFYI.com and join us because I believe today's show is going to be phenomenal. I, I, it, it's, it pleases my heart. I was upstairs having breakfast, and this young man walked in uh, with, uh, you know, a nice jacket on, some nice, clean, uh, 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 I call them church shoes, but hard-bottom shoes in. And when he walked in, you know, he, he was like, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, and greeted everybody. You could tell he was raised with excellence. To the mom and dad watching this, thank you for how you raised this young man. He walked in just so respectful, uh, so honoring. And this is a black man who just graduated high school, and he's trying something different. 
He's trying something different. But before we get into his story, I want to start off today's uh, show with the scripture um, and with an affirmation. Let me pull up my notes on the affirmation side of things. But I'm going to take you over to second, uh, uh, Colossians chapter 3. We're going to go down to verse 23. Uh, this is Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working with the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Verse 23 says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, whatever job, whatever career, whatever you say you're going to do, give it your all. I want to start off today's show with that scripture and, 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 and go into this affirmation that every day I am growing stronger and more capable in my journey towards financial freedom and wealth building without debt. My commitment to living a debt-free life empowers me to make wise financial decisions and build a lasting legacy. Today we have Sebastian on the show who is eight, who was 18 when he first heard about us. Now he's 19, living in the beautiful city of DMV, and he is growing stronger. And he is more capable in his journey towards financial freedom and wealth building without debt because he decided to go a different route. Ladies and gentlemen, can y'all help me welcome to the table for the first time? Definitely not the last time because if he gets this other situation, we got to bring him back onto the show. What's up, Sebastian, man? What's going on, man? How What's you up, feeling, bro? Well, you I'm feeling good? good? Yes, sir. Man. And so, okay, man, you're making uh, off the gate. We know you're right now. You're guaranteed to make about seventy, eighty thousand dollars. Yes, sir. Right um, at the age of nineteen. Mm -hmm. How does that feel at nineteen years old as a black man who just graduated from high school to have this kind of money in his hand? I want to talk about that. Then we're going to go back to how you were upbringing, how you were raised, um, mm -hmm. and et cetera, and et cetera. But talk to me about that. How do you feel, man, when you see? That's about a good five, six thousand dollars a month in your pocket every month. Mm -hmm. How do you feel, man? Like another day in the office. Be, no, be <laughs> for real with you. Um, like I said, for me as, as a person, I never cared about the money. The money is mm. cool. I always care about the individual myself, me okay. saying on my standards, my morals. So I never care about the money. I can make as much money as I can. But like I said, you could be a loser with money or you could be a winner with money. Yeah. Doesn't matter. So the money is just, all right, it's cool. It's there. I'm going to keep grinding. Doesn't matter. Doesn't it's matter. There. And the fact that you're doing this already, and I love how you're really saying, hey, you know what? It's cool. I mean, I'm 18. I'm making this kind of money. That's great. You put up in a nice car. I was like, okay, he, he ain't driving a big baller car, but he got a real nice car for his age. I was like, man, this is nice. So it was like to have this kind of income and to hear you say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm more focused on my morals, integrity, and character as a young black man. Mm -hmm. I, I want to talk about where did those – talk to me about your upbringing, Mm -hmm. uh, your your parents, what did they instill in you? And how many siblings do you have? I have two siblings. Two yeah. sisters. So it's three of y'all total. Yes, sir. And they're, you're the youngest. Yes, sir. I'm the youngest. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Talk to me about the upbringing, man. I mean, talk to me more about your parents. How, how did they raise you? Mm -hmm. Christian home, non-Christian home. G mm -hmm. Give me a little bit about your upbringing. Yeah, so look, I'm not, to keep it aside with you, I didn't, didn't struggle crazy like that. Was was struggling. I don't have that type of story. Never That's had. Good. Never will. Yeah. I grew up in Brooklyn. Just okay. uh, grew up in Brooklyn, New York. You know the small cribs you have on the streets, the ock down the street, the um, the um, 
yeah, right down the street, had the Jamaicans, Dominicans right down the street and stuff like that. We all lived in the same bedroom. Okay. Boom, mom was like, all right, let's go to Maryland. So okay. we moved to Maryland, went to, a, went to a cool elementary school down the street, mm-hmm. went to a private middle school, went to a private high school. So mm-hmm. Bishop McNamara High School is where I graduated from. Okay. So that was my upbringing. I have two older sisters, Gabby and Caitlin, love them to death. One went to Spelman, graduated from there. She wanted to become a travel nurse. Other one, she is uh, she's graduated from A&T in May of this year, oh, okay. no, 2024. Okay. She wants to move down to Texas. She wants to um, become an engineer. That's her. So you have one sister who went to Spelman, mm-hmm. right? Love that. A&T, love that. My mm-hmm. uh, my goddaughter slash uh, cousin is at A&T. So what's up, A&T? Aggie mm-hmm. all day. Um, um, I'm helping fund that situation for her. So I love A&T. Mm-hmm. So two HBCUs. Yes, sir. Spelman and A&T. Yeah. And where did you go to school? <laughs> <laughs> Got two sessions that go to HBCU. For me, wanted to go to PWI. The school I fell in love the most was UNBC. Okay. The crazy thing is I was really this close about going to college. It was just that point where I was like, I don't want to do it. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. What does your mom do for a career? My mom's a nurse. What does your dad do for a career? He's a boiler engineer. He works in College Park, Maryland, by UMD. So wait, both of them got degrees too? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What does your mom do again? She's a nurse. So your mom went to school? <sighs> yep. <laughs> she went to school. Yo, so can I say this correctly, especially growing up in a Jamaican culture, mm-hmm. education is important in, yeah. in y'all's community, right? Yo, you told me about it. <laughs> the Africans, Jamaicans, y'all already know. Ah, oh, my gosh. It yeah, is. It's tough. It is. It's tough. And so you said you was this close to going to a PWI, going to college. Yeah. I don't think your parents are tripping about you going to a PWI, right? They just wanted you to go to a college. They just wanted a degree. They just want a degree. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. You get this close and and you back out. Yeah. Help me understand why at 18 years old, you're graduating from one of the most prestigious high schools in this area. Mm -hmm. It's an expensive school that your parents done put you... Did your sisters go there too? My uh, yeah, so my sister she went to uh, she graduated from McNamara also. Okay. The other one was at Elizabeth Seaton for like two years until she went to Bowie High School. So she yeah. went to Bowie High School. She graduated from public. Yeah, she graduated from public, but she was at Elizabeth Seaton first. Okay, 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 okay. Mom, Dad, love y'all. Man, this is, I love how y'all were sewing into your kids, um, and 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 from what I'm seeing, especially from him, man, I I just see nothing but um, integrity character and respect here but um um thank you mom thank you dad so why bro you're in this school and i know it's not just your mom and dad mm. but i know about the high school you went to yeah they pushing for yeah college too mostly every person goes to college uh, has a either get a scholarship a lot of people got scholarships yeah yeah, yeah. or they're guaranteed to go to college that right. graduate from a high school so right. yeah and what made you back out well let's talk about this mm. let me ask you this question how were your grades in high school it was good. I had like a 3.57 GPA. Oh, Sebastian. Okay, bro. All right, so Sebastian, help me understand. Bro. <laughs> I mean, you're doing good in school. You're uh-huh. in private school. You're getting accepted into colleges. Mm-hmm. What made you change your mind at the last minute? And keep it a buck, bro. Because I'm, I'm, I'm uh-huh. a little confused too, bro. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I I'm proud you. of you. I but I'm like, what, what, what would make this young man change his mind? I didn't care. What you mean you didn't care? I didn't care. So... I had, I had a teacher named um, Mr. MC. Shout out to him. Uh, he was like, Sebastian, he came up to me. He's like, Sebastian, what you really care about something? Mm. You really care about something. Mm. Be like, Sebastian, 
once you really don't care about something, you really, really don't, don't care. care about something. Like, inside of me, if I don't care about something, I'm not going to do it. I refuse, I refuse to go to a college where my mom is paying a lot of money or my dad paying a lot of money to get a degree I don't care about at all. I refuse to do that. So I just didn't care. I paid for orientation. I put my down deposit down. I had an orientation scheduled. And my mom was like, all right, good. I was like, I'm not doing it. So it was a colliding between me and my me and my mom. Like I said, I don't I don't blame her at all. Yeah. Her mindset is different from mine. Like that's her own story. Like her that's her vision of me. Her son will go to college, this and that. That's her vision. But I want to do my own vision. I want to do my own thing. Yeah. I want to show it's possible. So I had to sacrifice, do a lot of things between May all the way until I got my offer letter. So I just didn't care about college. If I don't care about something, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I refuse. Mm-hmm. That's how I am. Mm-hmm. And, and I love how you're saying that, man. If I care, I'm going to go all in. Like, you're going to work hard. Mm-hmm. If I don't care, I, I'm not going to go all in. And you didn't want to waste your parents' resources mm-hmm. um, if you didn't care about it. What were you going to school for? I was going to go to school for cybersecurity. I knew that I was popping, so I knew yes. tech was a big thing. So my degree was going to be information systems. So I already knew the plan. I already knew what I was going to do and cause everything like that. I already had that set out. Wow. So you, you wanted to be in tech. Yeah. You just didn't know if you wanted to do another four years in a traditional school. What's going on, everyone? It's your boy AO here, and I'm super excited to share some incredible news with you. On January 22nd through the 26th, we're launching a transformative movement called Pray FYI, short for Pray for Your Increase. We're believing 2024 will be the year we eliminate debt and build wealth. So real quick, I want to give you a sneak peek into what's happening January 22nd through the 26th. I want to encourage you to join myself and thousands of others in this week of prayer as we're diving into a series of powerful sessions, each focusing on a key aspect of financial well-being. Join this movement by visiting PrayFYI.com. You see, day one, we're focusing on debt reduction and financial stress. We'll be praying for wisdom to identify and eliminate unnecessary expenses, making room for your financial growth and stability. On day two, it's all about increase in salaries and business income. We'll come together and pray for guidance in pursuing career opportunities, promotions, and the skills needed to boost our income. Day three is all about increase in wealth and investment opportunities. Let's pray for discernment and wisdom. We need this in making sound financial decisions that lead to long-term, I mean long-term, I mean generational prosperity. On day four, we're tackling boosting multiple streams of income. Together, we'll pray for creativity and opportunities to diversify our income streams, creating financial abundance. And finally, on day five, enhancing legacy. Let's pray for discernment and wisdom in making some sound financial decisions that lead to long-term prosperity. I wanna personally invite you to join me on this journey of financial and spiritual growth. Listen, I honestly, I can't wait to see you there. Visit PrayFYI.com to get started. I'll see you soon. I just I just didn't want to go. I was like, <laughs> like, so for me, my mom. No, my man is like, yo, bro, I just didn't want to go. I just didn't want to go. But I wasn't, of course, I was going to be a disappointment and be like, all right, I'm yeah, just going to yeah. sit at home. And like, I was working at a pizza place at the time. But for me, it was like, I wanted to work. I wanted to grind. I wanted to suffer. Right. I wanted to do the work to become the type of man I wanted to be, entrepreneurship, all that stuff. All that takes hard work. I wouldn't learn that in college because the reason why I was like in college, I'll probably be, I'll probably be here in college right now 
just on my laptop watching some YouTube videos. I, mm -hmm. and in college, you're in a bubble. Mm -hmm. You're not really experienced the real world like that. The real world is tough. Mm -hmm. The real world is really tough as a man, mm -hmm. as a black man too. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I want to experience that. Let me just do the hard work now. Let me learn all the skills I don't need to learn yeah. to become the man I need to be. Yeah. I wouldn't learn that in college. I would probably be just chilling right now, honestly. So I'm curious, what did your, what did your, when you came back and you told your mom, your dad, and your two sisters, who one of them went to a very prestigious HBCU, um, mm -hmm. the other one went to, I mean, honestly, both of them are high-end HBCUs. Mm -hmm. How did that conversation go with your family? So with my two sisters, it was like, good luck. What? It was like, good luck. My dad was like... Sebastian, he was like, I, I don't know, I don't know about you, blah blah blah. Then my mom, <laughs> my mom was like, Mama went in, huh? <sighs> yeah, that's mama's <laughs> into me. Yo, she like came into my chest. It was that's like, that's mama's. She's like, I right, bet you want to go to college, and you gotta start paying this, you gotta start doing that, you gotta start working. These bills about come up, blah blah. blah Since you want to go to college and this and that, so I was like, oh man, <sighs> like I was literally back against the wall. I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do something. It's like something has to happen. Yeah. So. That was all. I, that's all I was really focused on. So it's like his thing. I I don't blame my mom. I understand yeah, you. I don't blame it either. I understand did, you. Did you go to your mom and dad with the plan, or did you just go to them and say, no. "Hey, I'm just not going to college." Oh no, I, I no, I didn't. I didn't um, tell them about my plan because I knew, like you know, you know me, like you know our parents. They probably wouldn't understand course careers. Like, what is course careers? What is LinkedIn sales? What is this? They wouldn't understand it. So I just told them, "Hey, I'm." Just figuring some stuff out. Mm. Give me some time. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm gonna get some things situated. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell them at all what I was really doing. Mm. This is this is good. This is good. And so you chose to go the boot camp route, which is four hundred and fifty dollars. Mm -hmm. Did you pay that out of your own pocket? Yeah. So, um, so shout out to you. Shout out to Cyrus. Shout out to Caleb Burke. Because okay. when I was um was looking for what I'm gonna do next. I looked at y'all YouTube video, so I was like, I bet right when I graduate, I'm buying the course. Graduated May 26th, so that was a Friday. That day when I got home, I bought the course. Saturday, I started it, graduated in two weeks. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sebastian, hold on, bro, hold on, bro. Slow down, slow down, bro, slow down. You graduated May 26th of 2023? Yes. You bought the course May 26th of 2023? When I got home. When you got home? Yes. Took the course and you just went all in for two weeks. Yeah, graduated in two weeks. Graduated in two weeks. Yes. After you graduated in two weeks, when did you get a job? About two and a half months. Two and a half months. I was about to reach the three months mark. But, Ninety yeah. days yeah. after you graduate high school, mm -hmm. you got a job in tech. Yes. What's your first job in tech? I'm curious. Um, I'm a sales development representative. Sales development representative for the people who are watching. What exactly does that mean? So, um, so basically, a company. So, one people people when hit it or in terms sales, you think, oh, you're just a slime. So, no, sales. I'm here to help people find a solution to the problem. I'm here to try and help them find an answer to whatever situation they got going on. Yeah. Asking discovery questions. So, what I do is I basically just I call on to people. Email them, say, hey, we have a solution here. We think we can provide with you. Mm -hmm. I'm not pushy with it, and I just try to understand the base problems with it, see if we can help be a solution for them. If they are, boom, then we take them, we book a meeting with them, and they go to my account executive or my sales consultant. If not, then we just leave them on the back end, we go on to the next person. That's really it. So you're not really doing the convincing or the selling. What you're no, doing simply I'm not is you're, you're calling, calling them, you're calling people who need your services. Yes. So you're not calling people who you don't even know if they need it. Like, you know, hey, you all need our services. So here's I, what we can do. No thing is they are random people, but I know the field and the area they work in. Okay. So I understand, like, all right, you're the CEO of this company, CFO, 
HR manager, this and that. So I understand, okay, so you're in this field, and I understand you do these type of processes. Yeah. So I basically go and be like, how is that process working for you? Wow. Is it working for you good, bad, but and that? Hey, I think I have a solution for you. I think I can provide with you. Yeah. If not, you know, I would love to move forward, book a meeting with you so you can talk to my account executive. He's the one who knows all the information. He's the one who basically sells. I'm just getting the meeting set up. I'm just getting the first point of contact. That's all I really do. So, so, so your initial thing, your your initial thing was cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. But what you're the route that I see you taking is I spent four hundred and fifty dollars. What was it? What was the uh, name of your school, real quick? Uh, Bishop McNamara High School. No college oh. you're going to go to. Uh, U- UNBC University of Maryland, Baltimore County. That's where Townsend is at. Morgan, all them schools at. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna look up UNBC's tuition online. All right, so cool. Let's just do the math here. All right, let's just do the math. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing. I'm just doing the math. Mom and dad love you. I just want to do the math here. UNBC for a full year tuition uh, for full time based on credits uh, is going to be twenty three thousand eight hundred and eighteen dollars. Is that with FAFSA or without FAFSA? That's without FAFSA. Goodness gracious! Hold on, make sure I'm saying this right. University of Northern British, right? No, University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Oh shoot! Okay, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's look that up. That's important. So University. Maryland? Yeah, Baltimore County. Um, all right, let's pull that up. All right, I take that back. Strike. Um, so online, we go to their page, it's $10,955 uh, for USD. Out of state, it triples at $38,000, but you're in you're in state. So you're at $10,000 a year, $40,000 to get your bachelor's degree for this program, mm-hmm. right? That's just for tuition. That's not books. Mm-hmm. You probably would have stayed home because you're right here with your mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would have saved off on that. So $40,000 would have been your complete cost of education. Mm-hmm. Now, because of your grades, because you probably got some scholarships, probably no. got some FAFSA. No, you wouldn't got no scholarships? No scholarships. Be- okay, no scholarships. You probably would have got some level of FAFSA, uh, but depending on how much your mom and dad made, probably not. Mm-hmm. Because their income was probably going to be high up there because of what your both your mom and dad does. Mm-hmm. So, in all in all, guessing would have been right around forty thousand dollars to get into the tech field. Mm-hmm. You chose a four hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten your first paycheck yet? Yeah. So you're already in the ROI green. Yeah. No debt. No. No student loans. No. Mom and dad are not out of money. No. And you're already making surplus sixty, seventy thousand dollars on top of your investment. Mm-hmm. You got any debt outside of anything else right now? Your no. car? You got a car note? Uh, no, nah, my mom. Um, shout mm-hmm. out my uncle. That cost twelve thousand. Oh, so, he just know. paid for that and just gave. No, it. No, no, my uncle didn't pay for it. Like it was twelve. It was a two thousand twelve Honda Civic Coupe, right? Uh huh. Twelve thousand for twelve thousand miles. So it's not. Really, yeah, it was great. Great deal. So eighteen years old, no debt. No. How many checks you got since you've uh, been working? We a lot actually. Probably um, so I started October night, so I'm at three, four checks right now. You, you putting any money in the savings? Yeah, all my money is in my savings. I'm not. I don't. I don't spend my money on anything. I don't really care about anything else. So yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Let me let me pause here, y'all. Let me pause right here. To any parent watching this right now, right, and I, I really wanna. I want to commend because I, I'm like I'm like Sebastian. I can understand every parent wanting the very best for their parent. I would want the very best for my child. 
everybody here will want the very best for for their child. Everyone watching will want the very best for their child. But here's what I have learned, and I'm not talking about Sebastian's mom and dad because I, I don't know them and I love them just, and you could tell the, the quality of parents, the caliber of parents uh, that Sebastian parents are simply by, if he just would have been here from when he walked in to how he treated my team, I, I guarantee you my team would say out of all of our guests that we've ever interviewed, here in the studio, he was the he was the most polite. He was the most professional. He is the coolest to walk into the building and just really be a upstanding guy, right? So we could tell the caliber of a home he was raised in. And so this is like mom, dad, it, they're doing amazing. And I love how his mom said, yo, listen, if you're going to not go to college, you're going to have to step up and be a man. These bills are due. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do this. That's what parents should be doing. Hey, son, you're not going to be lazy in our house. We didn't raise a lazy man. We didn't raise lazy daughters and lazy children. So you're going to step up to the plate and be a man. And I love that. I do want to challenge parents, though, to step back and think about the, the traditional four-year college route is not the best route for everybody. And what we got to step back and see is what is the best route for my particular kid? And studies are showing that the fastest growing career that that's making net worth millionaires is the tech industry. What's going on, everyone? Hey, check this out. It is a new year. And you know what that means. It's the perfect time to get those finances in shape. I want you to think about it. It's a fresh start. Tax returns are around the corner and we are all looking to bounce back from the holiday spending. So let's talk about making some real progress with our money starting right now. And what's the first step? You gotta choose the right checking account in 2024. Let me introduce you uh, to Chime's online checking account. It's a game changer with benefits that have already won over millions of members. And one of those benefits are getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Yes, you heard me absolutely right. Early access to your hard earned money, plus the convenience of managing it all on the go 24 seven. It's really like having financial control right at your own fingertips. Now let's get you excited about some of these standout features of the Chime checking account. Here's number one, early paydays. You heard me say it again, two days early with the qualifying direct deposit. No more pesky fees. I want you to say goodbye to those monthly minimum balance and even overdraft fees. Chime is all about keeping your money where it belongs and that is with you. ATM access galore. You're gonna access over 60,000 fee-free ATMs, more than the top three national banks combined, and finding one is a breeze with the Chime app. Easy money transfers. You can send and receive money super easy. Whether you're a Chime member or not, you can pay friends through Chime and cash out your money without fees. Wow. So. What are you waiting for? It's time to take control of your finances with Chime. Signing up is super easy and it takes only two or three minutes. Jumpstart your financial journey today. Sign up at chime.com forward slash T-T-A-O. Again, that is chime.com forward slash T-T-A-O. Join the Chime family and experience banking that's made for you. All right, let's get back to today's show. 
is important for this young man to see it. It's important for all of us to see. All right, cool. So let's say Sebastian puts in a thousand dollars a month. Um, nah, let's just do this. Let's just do five hundred dollars because mm -hmm. we can play with it, right? Um, so now, let's, now we're gonna do it right. We're gonna do it right. So we're gonna do a thousand dollars a month, and let's just say he does this for two years, and so he's gonna end this investment at uh, it's at twenty twenty one. So twenty one, right? You have nothing in investments. Your annual return is gonna be about ten percent. It's gonna be about thousand dollars a month you can invest, right? So you're gonna have twenty six thousand dollars, right, inside of an investment. Twenty six thousand. Uh, four hundred and forty-six dollars and ninety-two cents. That's what you're going to have in two years. Now you put in twenty-four thousand dollars, but then your growth was, as you can see here. Uh, put, put the screen back up, man, so the people can see this. Hold on, hold on, Jay. Don't mess up the people seeing this, bro. So your twenty-six thousand four hundred and forty-six dollars is what you have, mm -hmm. right? Your growth is two thousand four hundred and forty-six. That's not a lot of money in two years. It's not. Mm -hmm. But this is the power of compound interest, right? Mm -hmm. Sorry. So we're going to leave that there. Two, we got 26,446. All right. So now you're going to be 21. At 21, you can retire at 67 legally. You can pull out money without no issues, right? Mm -hmm. Now we're going to put in here, you got $26,446.92. Because you have no debt, right? We're going to keep your 10% there. Because you have no debt. You can continue doing at least $500 mm -hmm. a month, right? $500 a month. Let me pull up the calculator on this one so you will know the math here. It's going to be like, I think it's like $4,200 a month, $4,200 a year times 12. Yeah, that's $6,000. That's $6,000 a year, right? Mm -hmm. You see this number, 26446? Mm -hmm. Y'all see this on the screen? Here we go. That's how much money you'll have at retirement, $5.7 million. Show his face. Show his face. Just simply by investing earlier on. That's the power that what you're in right now. Now, because you are super intelligent, because you were raised by amazing parents, right? I really want you to understand this. You're only going to put in $276,000, but then the growth is going to be $5.5 million. Mm -hmm. this, is why, this is why the tech industry is making people millionaires so if you use this time wisely you know what i'm saying and really 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 be a good steward with your income because you're only going to make more money mm -hmm. you're only going to make more money you're making fifty thousand dollars now if this other company calls you and gives you a pay raise of fifteen thousand you're going to be 19 years old making sixty five thousand dollars as a base pay Plus your commission in OT, you'll be making ninety thousand to hundred thousand. The average net worth millionaire, the average net worth millionaire. Remember, guys, I talked this to you all before. Net worth millionaire is someone who may be making about uh, someone who's not making a million dollars a year, but because they saved correctly, lived below their means, and they invested into you know their future, their net worth, their assets add up to. A million dollars. Listen, man. 5.7 million is where you're at. You'll have a million if you do this now. Start this now. If you sit down, this is what I'm going to do because I like them. I like them. Michelle, um, we're going to connect Sebastian with my financial advisor. We're going to connect him with Njadeka. We don't connect. I'm going to pay for three months for this young man to sit down with Injadeka, my financial advisor, and she's going to sit down with this guy and get him investing right now. Right now.
Because if he can put in a thousand dollars a month to just invest into his future, bro, you 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 are already on the map. Let me tell you something else you should do. You want to be married one day? Yes. You want kids one day? Yes. You should open up a 529 right now and start investing to a 529. So you'll invest so for, for, for you, you're going to invest into your retirement plan, but I want you to put like 10, 20 bucks inside a 529 mm-hmm. college college fund. So this way, when you have a when you have a kid, you you dating anyone right now? Got a no, girlfriend? I'm single, sir. He's single. He's single, ladies. Black man, 19 years old, look handsome, got no debt, making his money. Boy, I wish you a little bit older, man. I I can't say that. She would have got so upset with me if I just would have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, careful with your words. <laughs> What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Have you ever wanted to uh, get into a new culture? Or are you even thinking about taking a trip and you really want to know what people are saying around you? Or maybe you're like me and you want to learn something new. I remember how hard it was to learn a language in school. Because the textbooks, it wasn't enough for me. Well, let me introduce you to my new friends over at Rosetta Stone. It's a top choice for learning languages and has been for over 30 years. Now you can use it right on your computer or on your phone. It's more than just trusting and remembering words. It's about getting deep into the language, being able to speak, listen, and even think differently. You see, Rosetta Stone has 25 languages from Spanish to French to even Japanese and a whole lot more. They even have this cool speech recognition called True Accent that helps you say things right. And there's a special deal just for you. A lifetime membership to all 25 languages for 50% off. So don't wait. Now's the perfect time to start learning a new language. My listeners can get this awesome deal for a limited time. Just go to rosettastone.com today. Start unlocking languages and traveling with no worries by going to rosettastone.com dot com slash today let's forget about all these language barriers and let's get into today's show what's going on family it's your boy anthony o'neill now before we get into today's show i want to talk about something that's very important to me you see growing up seeing folks who looked like me on tv hearing them on the radio or reading their words it showed me we could own our own narratives it's more than just seeing black faces it's about hearing our truths you see legends like oprah and icons like tyler perry they weren't just entertaining they were mirrors of our resilience our joy and our struggles That's why NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths hits totally different. It's a whole vibe of celebration, capturing every shade of our experience. Imagine diving into the tales that speak to our soul, from the laughter and love to the real talk about what shapes us. From legends in the game to stories about our everyday heroes, this collection has no You see, recently I got to tune in to an episode and let me keep it real with you. It's like sitting down with my family. The host, the stories, it's all about us and it's for us. It's real, it's raw, it's relevant, and it's uplifting. Showing every facet of being black in today's world. It's time to level up our playlist. After today's show, dive into Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR. Wherever you get your podcasts. Let's keep making sure our stories are told by us for us. Now, let's get to today's show. What's going on, family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? 
It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. But no, no, no. I'm serious, man. We're going to hook you up with my financial advisor, man. I'm going to tell her what I want you to do is I want you to... I want you to um, spend these next three months. I'm gonna tell them my main focus for you is I want you to invest into all your all of the opportunities you can. Mm -hmm. But I want you to open up a 529. 529 is a college experience. You're gonna put the beneficiary. Um, you're gonna you're gonna make the beneficiary yourself for right now, mm -hmm. right? And you're gonna put just, just put 10, 15 bucks into that a month. Nothing. Mm -hmm. It's nothing a lot, right? Just start the plan. Then when you get married, you're gonna tell your wife, "Bay." I met this guy a couple of years ago. Mm. He had me open 529 for our kids. So when y'all have a kid, then you're going to change the beneficiary to your son or to your daughter. Now, before you even have a son or daughter, you could look at your kid and say, you know, I was thinking about you before I even met your mama. When your kid turns 18, you're going to be able to do it. You, you will be able to do something that your mom and dad could not do. And your mom and dad did amazing things. You're gonna, you're gonna do just like them, but every parent wants a child to be better. You're gonna be able to tell your kid, hey, listen, whatever you do, me and your mama got $100,000 in this account for you right now. If you wanna go to college, we gonna pay for your college. If you wanna go to a trade school, we gonna pay for your trade school. You gonna do something. <laughs> you gonna do something. My mama said, I gotta do something. You gotta do something. But here are the funds to help you do it. I just feel good. I ain't never done this before on my show. I need to get some more younger people on my show. I want more younger black people on my show who are, who really want to win. Because it took you, it had, you had to be a strong man to say, no, I'm not going to do this because I don't want to do it. And I know if I don't want to do it, I, I'm not going to put the effort into it. Most kids would have said, most kids would have, and I, cause I don't, I want to be careful with how I'm saying it. Hmm. Most kids would have said, okay, I'm just going to do it because my mom and dad wants me to do it rather than saying, Hey, this is, this is, this is my life. Thankfully that my parents have, have raised and, and, and sewn into me. 
but I don't want to be a disappointment to them, period, because I don't want to start college and then drop out and my mom and dad done wasted all this money. Mm -hmm. Or I don't want to go through this college experience and I don't use it to do what I really want to do and then I'm I'm miserable in my life. That's, an, that's not what my mom and dad would have wanted. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you say, you know what, I'm going to graduate high school. I don't know too many high schools who would have said, let me go buy this right here. And they really be effectively about it. What would you say to other high schoolers or young people right now? Or you know what? Let's talk to the parents. What would you say to parents who are looking at this right now and are saying, dang. Now, just take parents out of it. What would you say to anybody, any adult, anybody watching this right now saying, man, is the tech field worth me getting into? Yes. Um, I had, when I broke into tech, I had a lot of grown people, like, people who had kids in my DMs on LinkedIn just hitting me up, be like, yo, it's the best how they, did you do this and that? Um, and I told them, you yeah, know, this is what I did, but I also told them, I was like, I'm always keeping it being with you. I was like, for me to get in here, I had to sacrifice a lot. I was in my room for two two months, eight hours a day. I couldn't sleep. All I was doing was on my computer, sending emails, LinkedIn, co-calling these people. That's all I did. But I was like, you have kids, you have bills, you have responsibilities. You cannot waste a single amount of your time doing anything else but you trying to bring the tech. It's not easy. It's not it's like it's not easy trying to bring the tech. You already know how the recruit how it's like, oh man, the interview process is, is bad right now, it's tough right now. So I'm like, you're gonna have to sacrifice, put all your work into it. You cannot waste a single time because if you do, you're not gonna bring the tech. I could probably mess around just a little bit. You can't. You have kids. You have bills. You have so many things you have to do. So I was like, put all your time allocated to this and that. This all the stuff you have to do, and you'll be good. Now, talk to me about course careers you, uh, real quick because, you guys, we're going to put the link inside of the today's show notes um, in regards to course careers. You can go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash tech sales, um, and you'll be able to connect with course careers. It's $450, but... Through my coupon code, you'll get $50 off. I love Course Careers so much that I actually invested into Course Careers to help them expand. They're not just about tech, but they're doing tech. They're doing HR programs. They're doing customer service boot camps. So if you don't want to get into the tech industry, you can go over there and get into customer service. You can get into the HR world. I mean, they are really making it affordable. Their, their goal is to um, help people get the education that they need at the fraction of the cost of a four-year university, but making the same income, if not income more. I, I really want you to Google this. You can look it up for yourself. The average income earner in America, their starting off salaries is in between forty-eight dollars and $52,000 a year. He's at 50 at 19 with the $30,000 uh, reward system to where he could hit $80,000 this year, at 19, with a $400 investment, $450 investment. So all you got to do is check them out, Course Careers. Go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash tech sales. And there's more than tech programs on there. They got several other programs. Um, love, love what you're doing over there, Course Careers. Um, but talk to me about Course Careers, man. Mm -hmm. What would you say was the most difficult thing about Course Careers? So the most difficult thing was when I got out of Course Careers. So mm -hmm. it will give, so Course Careers, it will give you the base. So here's the thing. When people see tech and tech sales, they're like, oh my gosh, I can make this much money. You can. Mm -hmm. But people don't really realize the amount of work and the ethic you have to put into it, which really pisses me off. Because okay. like, alright, yeah, you can get into tech, but you have to deep dive into what it takes to get the job. Yeah. And once you get the job, the amount of work you have to put in after that is going to be treacherous. So yeah. you're not up for it. I tell you not to to do it. Yeah. I'm going to keep it a being with you. So with, with Course Careers, shout out to them. Yeah. Um, basically, it just gave me the basis of what sales is, what tech sales is, what a cold call and cold email. I just got the basis. But after that, I was like, all right, how do I land a job? It'll give you like, it'll give you like a, a little format about how you get the job, but like, 
I had to like really figure out A-B test how I really land the job and everything like that. So that was the most difficult part, getting out of it. Getting out of it. So they gave you all the information that you needed, but what I hear you saying is you got to take their information and go do the work. Yes. You just can't get in there and then just graduate the program and not do any work and just sit there. No. So you jumped on LinkedIn at 19 years old, bro? 18. 18? Yeah, so right after I graduated um, May... So I met, um, during Christmas, I met Naja Dunn. Okay. Um, shout out to her, love her to death. Um, basically, she was like, all right, we're hop on LinkedIn. I was like, bet. So right after I graduated, we got on LinkedIn. Boom, went, went from there after that. I was and on LinkedIn she, every day. And she taught you the power of LinkedIn. Yeah. So I'm on LinkedIn, but I, I'm not on LinkedIn like that, bro. Is it really the real deal? Yeah, so for, for me, I managed to, like, you could grow on LinkedIn very quickly, but the thing is, it's not... Um, Profitable in a way, so I got like what three thousand, close to three thousand followers right now okay. on LinkedIn. Okay, but I can't, I can't maximize that to YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. You could get somebody from Instagram to YouTube to TikTok to Snapchat, whatever. Yeah, can't do that on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is just its own thing. So that's a, <laughs> that's a tough part. It's hard to get somebody from LinkedIn to other platforms, but yeah. with the other ones you got, then it's it's easier to do that. Yeah, that's a tough part, but it's worth it though. It is worth it. Yeah. Hmm. Let me know if y'all are on LinkedIn. I don't, I've, I'm on LinkedIn a little bit. My team has me on there, but we really haven't done much over there on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really, really definitely want to look into that uh, more, a little bit more often. Uh, being, uh, yo, wait a minute. On my notes here, I see that you were even thinking about going to real estate school. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, so in high school, I was taking my real estate license. You were? Yeah, so I knew, like I told you, I knew I was going to go to college, so I was already figuring something out. Um, what I did one day was... We was by, um, we was in Upper Marlboro. Okay. Um, saw a million dollar house getting posted. Yeah. So what I did was I drove up, put on some nice clothes, walked in. I got there before they started um, doing the showing. It was like, you know how to do showings on Saturdays and Sundays? Yeah. Walked in, um, I was like, hey, my name's Sebastian. I want to become a realtor. And I, and um, yeah, and the realtor was like, you do? They're like, yeah. So they're like, Yo, you're not here to see the house. I'm like, no, I want to sign me up. Like, what you got to do? Like, all right. <laughs> so like, like, dang. So like, all right, bet. It's like, yo, you got to get your real estate license. So with those realtors I met today, it was so cool. So that he's like, look, when you get some money, stack up your bread, you want to start investing, hit me up. Still, still cool with him today. His name is Mr. Kent. I met another one too. So I was doing my real estate license. But after that, um, it got to a point because like for real estate, you need some, as a real estate agent, you need startup capital. Yes. Yeah. I was working a fast food job, making, what, $1,000 a month? Yeah. So I was like, I can't do it. It would be impossible. I would literally struggle. So I was like, all right, let me still get into the sales part because sales is a high-value high value skill. You need high-income skills, all that stuff like that. Yeah. Like you. You know how to public speak. That's a high-value skill. If yeah. You know how to do it right. So I was like, all right, we got chances in something else. Yeah. So that's when I found course careers. Wow, man. Man, this is... This is um a story that I think is inspiring to a lot of people who are watching right now. And I want to encourage all of you to really, really self-look at yourself, right? Like, how is it? Um, what are you doing? For, are you going after the things that you desire to do? I'm curious, Sebastian, when you told your friends you weren't going to college, what did some of them say? Honestly, I love them to death. They're my homies. They was riding with me. Mm. I think the best gift I could have is have your homies ride with you. Like, yo, you doing this? Like, yeah. yeah. And, and once I did it, they congratulated me, supporting me, just supporting me now. When I post a video, they'll really like it or post it, be like, yo, good stuff. Like, I love them to death. So wow. they supported me. You got to have the right friends. Always. 
when you were going through your interview process at your first job at 18 years old, mm -hmm. like you're going from making a thousand dollars a month to possibly now making about $5,500 a month. Mm -hmm. That's a different kind of process working at a yeah. piece of joint to now in, in a corporate setting in the tech world. Mm -hmm. T talk to us a little bit about that interview process. Were you nervous? Were you scared? I mean, how did you even prepare for that at such a young age? Yeah, so first first interview I ever had, it was from Service Titan. Um, um, it's called Field Roots. Um, honestly, I didn't do too bad, but I was nervous and stuff like that. Okay. I was testing out, I was like, yo, I'm shaking right now, man. <laughs> I was in my kitchen, like, when I was in my kitchen on the phone, going back and forth, back and forth, just talking with her. So I was nervous, but after that, I was like, all right, we got to uh, do something different. So what I did was, before my interview, I always looked at the uh, interviewer's person LinkedIn. Yep. I mean, I was trying to look at if they had kids or not, yep. what their recent post was. So when I come to the interview, I'd be like, and I know where they're from, like, how's Tennessee doing? You know, how's the weather uh, down there? Yeah. And what I do is I always try to get them to talk more than I talk because uh, even though they are interviewing you, they are another human being. And what I tell you is the interviewer, through every time they're thinking, they're thinking, through that short process, can I hang out with this person in real life? Mm. I like dang. It's like yo. It's like when you by me. It's like when you meet a shorty, right? You're like dang. And the talking says, "Can I bring? It, can I bring with my friends? Can I bring yeah. with my family? Can I go to church with this person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go to church with this person, then y'all locked in for real. <laughs> I'm being so for real. So like that's what the interview process was thinking. That's what the interviews are thinking. So I use that to my advantage. So I asked them more questions. I looked up their college, where they went to, this and that, and it basically just gave me more confidence throughout the interviews and stuff like that. Yeah. So and the amount of work I was putting in, I just came into the in the interview like I'm a G. It's like, look, this is my interview, stuff like that. I'm gonna do it this way." Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to come in with the best man in me. You're going to be surprised by the person you just talked to. That's how I came in all my interviews, always, after that. Yo, man, I love how you said, because it sounds like what you're doing is you're making an interview process a conversational style, not just a one-way interview, ask a question, answer a question. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, I saw you was in Tennessee. He actually did that to me when I first sat down. Hey, I saw you was in Tennessee. How was it like working with Dave Ramsey? Hey, when did you transition? I love how you, you sit down and you do your research before you go into somebody. And I think that's a skill set that everybody needs to have if you're mm -hmm. interviewing for anything or if you're meeting anyone or heck even if you're going out on a date do mm -hmm. some interview about the people mm -hmm. that you're about to sit across to to have a conversation and you make it very comfortable for both sides so that we can now have a mm -hmm. conversation about you possibly joining this team yeah. and if they like you personally as long as you don't say nothing crazy during the interview yeah. you'll get to the next stage of the process mm -hmm. they're just another human being like, people get all amped up when they talk, like, some big dog. I'm like, bro, he's just another human being. That's another... Like, if the girl if the girl bad, like, she's just another chick, bro. She, she's just another girl, bro. She's another human being. Talk, no. talk to her like she's another human being. My man say he she, she bad, but she's just another bad human being. <laughs> Y'all like this guy, man. I like it, man. I, I really do like it, man. Sebastian, do you regret... Is there a part of you, a smart part of you... Not, regret not going to college? So, yes and no. The reason why, because one, I can't fully answer that question until I'm 22 and see how life goes for my friends and everything like that. Yeah. But the one reason I'll say yes, because um, my social life is kind of out of the picture because mm -hmm. everybody's in college, stuff like that. But, so I don't really have a social life like that. And I, the thing is, in my head, I'm thinking, all right, I don't have a, I don't have a backbone. I don't have yeah. a college degree. I have nothing I can really safety net. So I got to work and work and grind. Yeah. You know, it might be something bad, but it's like, I'm, I'm willing to do the work. So yeah. at the same time, it's a yes and no question. I yeah. can't have fun, but I don't really care at the same time because I'm willing to do the work. Well, I would encourage you, man. You can't have fun. And, and 
you know, 42% of the people who actually go off to college don't even graduate with their degree. Mm-hmm. Out of people who do graduate, I think it's right around 51% of them don't even use their actual degree for the job that they're in. That's crazy. Right. And then close to 60% of individuals who graduate, graduate with a bunch of debt and they're paying it off in 10, 15. If you're us black people, uh, it's gonna take a, it could take us up to 20, 25 years to pay it off. I think it was the last study that I, uh, I studied, I'm actually talking about it on one of the shows here soon, that uh, 6% of people who are in debt, specifically student loan debt, think they're going to die with the debt. So I want to encourage you, yeah, I agree, at your age, you do need to have a social life, right? Mm-hmm. Your social life is not going to be my social life. I'm, I'm almost 40 this year. And so I want to encourage you, yes, figure out a social life, but don't let your regret be the social life aspect of it because that social life aspect for of it for certain people, not like your sisters because they had your parents to support them and get them through college, but for the majority of people who are not blessed as you and your siblings, man, that's an expensive process that they will pay for for the rest of their life. Mm. And I know a lot of people, man, that I've sat down with, they wish they can go back and skip college sometimes. But again, I believe the most important thing to me for someone of your age, if I had a child, I would say, son, education is a non-negotiable. You will get education. Always learning is the most important thing that we could do. So whether that's trade school, boot camp, two-year um, um, degree, four-year bachelor's degree, whatever that is, I need to know that you are continuing to grow your mind in the direction that you want to go into. Prime example, uh, one of my um, uh, good friends, she, uh, I remember when she graduated high school mm-hmm. and her mom and dad was upset that she didn't go to college neither, mm-hmm. but she was doing everyone's hair in school, like oh. everyone's hair. Mm-hmm. And so her and her boyfriend, her boyfriend did hair. And I mean, bro, everybody was going to them. And she had grown adults in their 30s and 20s at that time come mm-hmm. to her at 16, 17 years old, do her hair. So when she graduated high school, she said, Mom, I'm just going to open up a, a, I'm just going to do hair full time. Like, I don't I don't want to go to college when I actually enjoy doing hair. Her mom was mm-hmm. like, hair? You can't make no money with that. She's like, Mom, you go get your hair done every month. What do you mean I can't make money with that? So I'm too good to do what your stylist is doing? And mm-hmm. it kind of convicted her mom. Now today, she's doing close to a million dollars a year Goodness. because she started her own hair business. She started hair products. Mm-hmm. You know, she has three three locations in North Carolina. And I'm like, yo, celebrities, major celebrities who come into the city come to her to get her hair done. She's being flown out. That's and amazing. I think what we really have to do is identify, one, what do we want to do? What is our gifts and the skills that God has put on the inside of us? We need people in tech. Mm-hmm. If we don't have people in tech, we don't have Apple. We don't have Amazon. We don't mm-hmm. have Walmart. We don't have McDonald's. If we do not have people in tech, we don't have YouTube. We don't have podcasts. We, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we, your sisters really couldn't work in the nurse field without tech because there's certain technology that nurses need mm-hmm. to be effective at their job. So we need people in tech. We need electricians. 
Mm-hmm. You don't have to go to college to be an electrician. Nope. You know what I'm saying? But you do need to go to a trade school. It's yeah. going to cost you maybe $5,000. But without electricians, we couldn't have any lights on right now. We couldn't yeah. be recording because we wouldn't have any power. And so for parents, I really want to encourage you all as we come to the end of this show to really, 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 really sit back and ask yourself, what is the best thing for my child? And watch this, not just for my child, but the best thing for you. Like, what are you good at? And figure out how to make that happen. My mom and dad wanted me to go to college so bad. I went to the point because I just wanted to please my parents, but I dropped out. Mm-hmm. Dropped out with about $30,000 in, in debt, had to pay that off, became homeless. But the very gift that got me in trouble, which was my mouth, right, now is making me millions, millions of dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Millions, you know? Um, and so there's so many different ways you could do it, man. But I just want to take my head off to you. I'm going to set you up with my personal advisor, financial advisor, NJD, because she's Jamaican too. Um, and she's going to, I'm going to have her sit down with you for three months. And we're just going to walk you through that process, bro. She's going to get you in, investing into the right things. Um, make sure you keep some money in your savings account liquid uh, for emergencies. Uh, because sooner or later, uh, you, you're going to need to figure out something to where I, I would definitely say about 2021, 20, start transitioning out. But if you got, you know, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars in your savings, fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars in your investments, paid off car, no debt, making by that time one hundred thousand dollars a year, bro, you're you're doing well. And you are going to be a net worth millionaire before you turn thirty five years old. That's in almost 20 years from now. You're 19, yes, about 13, 12 years. Man, you will have a million dollars in your investments already. And then that million dollars is just going to triple because of your investing so early. And so I'm actually going to be teaching about that, y'all. I'm going to do a teaching on that, of, on the importance of starting to invest now. 18, 30, or 50. The power of investing right now. We're going to talk about it. Well, Sebastian, let's have some fun as we're ending the show. We got like five minutes, man. Mm-hmm. 19 years old, man. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, you're going to be a high-value band based upon what these ladies are saying. Do y'all <laughs> see that man smile right there? That man smile. He was like, yes, sir. That's that high-value. He was like, I sure am. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, I- I'm curious, man, what does it take, Sebastian, to... to when is your goal for marriage? Are you gonna? Are you trying to be secure now, or are you open to love now? Keep it up, being twenty twenty three. I had a, a crazy year when it came to like woman. Honestly, uh, not not in a bad way, but just in a way it was like. I don't think God want me to have a little lady right now. I think God trying to put me down. He's yeah. like, yo, Sebastian, don't, don't focus on the ladies. Yeah, just focus on yourself, King. Basically yeah. like that, and just grind. So. But yeah, um, I don't want to get married. I think marriage is a beautiful thing. We yeah. know we got a lot of uh, marriages. Yes. It's, right. uh, the conversation is tough right there. A lot of people talk about don't get married and stuff like that. Have a lot of chicks. Other people say, hey, get married. Other people say, oh, she might take away all your money and stuff like that. I know um, you believe in a prenup and everything like yep. that. Yeah. Which is, I also want to get into that. Um, in what way would your prenup work? Uh, see, I think people don't understand. So when I see the prenup thing, right, people get a lot offended. I was like, no, no, no. The prenup secures you and that person. Mm-hmm. And it takes away all the pain. It's because, if I'm correct, most of the people get divorced because of uh, money-wise, right? Yep. If you have a prenup in, your money's secured, their money's secured. So money is 
does not have to be in a conversation at all. Right. And that takes away half of the argument is going to have in your life with your marriage. Absolutely. So I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Mm -hmm. I, I think you ladies should be open to the prenup. No, I, I agree. Yeah. I just actually did a whole show with a Christian prenup attorney mm -hmm. who believes that prenup saves marriages. I do believe that someone at your age should consider it. Mm -hmm. How you go about the conversation, though, um, I've learned a better way of going about the conversation. Mm -hmm. And just talk to them about money. You know, mm -hmm. just talk to them, what are your money goals? What are your money desires? Um, and uh, then from there, you will you can bring up uh, the prenup. Um, I think a lot of people in the Christian field think as if, you know, you're trying to hide something or you're already thinking about this is not going to work. But a prenup actually, like you said, secures the marriage from the standpoint of like, hey, at least we know up front that we love each other and we're willing to do each other right. I would feel so good going into a business deal with someone like yourself and saying, hey, you know what, bro, we love each other. We brothers. We're going to build. We're going to make money. Mm. But life is life. If I switch, if you switch, I want to at least make sure that you're taken care of. Mm. Because here's the truth. The person who you marry is not going to be the person who you divorce. And so hurt people do hurt people. Facts. When I was hurt, I hurt somebody. That, mm. that, was, that was the case. It wasn't intentional. I was emotionally immature. Mm. Um, and so if you can cover yourself, uh, cover the marriage, cover the kids, mm. you know, then it's good. But I... My prayer, man, I have, um, I am licensed to carry. Mm -hmm. I never want to use my gun. Mm -hmm. that, that is not something that I'm like, I never, ever, ever want to have to pull out my weapon and use it. I do not want to do it. Mm -hmm. I have car insurance. I never, ever, 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 ever want to have to use my car insurance. Mm -hmm. um, I have health insurance. And, man, God knows I don't want to use that. But we use it, right? And so for me, I think the same thing with prenups, man. I will have it. I will have a prenup. My wife will have to have a prenup. Mm. I think you, your sisters, as much as you all are going to be having here um, soon, y'all should definitely consider prenups. Mm. And, and the prayer should be, God, I want to be a good steward of this marriage, mm -hmm. and I never want to use this. But if we have to, we have it. And let this conversation be an easy conversation that we can have if it comes to the end but I mean what I say in my vows to death do us part I want that prenup to have dust I want me and my wife to forget that we even have a prenup um, and I pray that me and my wife never have to use it once I once I do get married that's the prayer that's the prayer but that's a good question man we're gonna we're gonna put that uh prenup show in show notes because I think a lot of young people who will be watching this should consider it and actually a study came out we talked about it on the show with him that nearly 50% of millennials and nearly, I think it's what, 46% of your generation um, are entering in a marriage or prenup. And it's not because they have a whole lot. It's because they have a lot of ideas. Like They're scared. You. Yeah. A lot of people are scared. And are like, that's are they point. scared? Yeah, no, a lot of people are scared. Like, and when I tell you a lot of men that you talk to them, they'd be like, yeah, man. I'm, like, a lot of people are, like, mm. clocking out of marriage, clocking out of relationships, mm. stuff like that, because, like, Especially marriage, because like yo, I might want my shorty to take away fifty percent half of myself. Yeah. And I, one, I understand that part, but two, I understand it's like, bro, you gotta choose right. I'm like, yeah, I was about to say this you because choose right. I'm never getting married to someone I'm scared of marrying. I'm mm -hmm. never gonna marry someone who I think will intentionally take fifty fifty percent. Yeah. So the prenup from my conversation is not to protect me from the woman who I'm getting married to, mm -hmm. because I love that woman. Mm -hmm. 
it's just a safeguard for both of us if one of us were to change. We both love each other enough now to where we want the very best for them if it did go that way. But mm-hmm. if I thought up front, this woman is shady, this woman is, is she can get me? No, nah, she ain't my wife. Like, I'm only marrying a woman who I believe I'm going to spend the rest of my life with and I'm going to die and leave inheritance with for our children. What are the qualities you're looking for in a woman? She got to be safe, sweet, smart, skilled, and very sexual. Sexual in what way? Just sexual, as far as in, like, um, got to have some fun in the bedroom. Facts. Right? You know what I'm saying? She has to know how to be nourishing and sweet. And mm-hmm. I want my woman to dress nice. You know what I'm saying? So sexual is in, is in all aspects of... Let's just put it like this, in beauty and in a healthy sex drive with her husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I've learned from my married couples as a um, as I'm being mentored is that a lot of them say, man, Christians have to have that conversation about what is a healthy sex drive in your marriage. I think we're scared of of having that conversation pre-marriage because we, you know, we support. I mean, I stand behind what the Word of God says. We should abstain. Did I abstain? No, I didn't. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I am having that conversation uh, when I am dating. Like, hey, what does a healthy sex drive look for you and, and your wife? But take away sex. She can have a great sex drive, but if she don't love God, I don't want her. She can, she can have a healthy sex drive, love God, but if she's not sweet, mm-hmm. I don't want her. So, like, I, I literally have five simple things. I used to be like, she got to have long hair, light skin, thick, da-da-da-da. <laughs> As I've matured, I'm like, that doesn't really mean nothing to me now. I mean, it's it's a plus if I get it. But if she's if she's first saved, that's number one. Like, I can't even look at you if you don't believe in God and don't rock with God and don't have a relationship with There's God. There's a difference, though. Hold on. Like, somebody would tell you they believe in God. Yeah, that's why I said she got to have her own relationship with Christ. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need to see her praying for herself. I need her. I need to see her going to church. Mm-hmm. I don't believe we have to go to church every single Sunday. I do when I'm in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like, I want to know, did you, you have a vertical relationship with Christ? Because if you have a vertical, I have a vertical. Man, when we come in this thing together, it's going to be amazing, you know? And then... I just want a, I want a sweet woman, bro. Like, she got to be sweet. I was watching this clip, and mm-hmm. we're already over time. But uh, I was watching this clip, and this lady was saying, this is what men really want in a woman. Y'all are out here getting these BBLs. You're out here getting <laughs> these long hair. But, he was, but she was like, a man wants a woman who is nourishing and sweet. If, if you know he's tired... Is a cup of coffee ready for him? You know, they, they're not gonna like that part. Um, yeah. So it's like I'm, I'm like that is what I want. You know, if you know I'm tired, is there a cup of coffee for me? But if I know you're tired, and you drink coffee, I need to have a cup of coffee for you too. She was like, women need to be more nourishing, and if we can focus on our part to to take care of that man, and if that man focuses on his part to take care of that woman relationships would be much better. So and I agree. Does that mean for you for your woman to be in that state, the nourishing, loving, caring God woman mm-hmm. will your woman have to work? Or no? You know, I just asked that question on my Instagram channel last month, man, and someone just asked me that on one of our shows. Um my philosophy is this. I don't believe in telling a woman what she can and can't do. 
my philosophy is whatever you want to do, and as long as it benefits the family and our vision as a family, man, we're going to make it happen. So if you want to work, you can go work. If you don't want to work, then, hey, listen, you don't have to work, right? Uh, but my main thing is going to be um, what's best for the vision of the family that her and I will sit down and come up with. So it's not her just being submissive to me. It's like, hey, bae, hey, bae, mm -hmm. uh, what's the vision for our ultimate family and how are we getting there? And if the vision means that she comes home and she's with our kids, cool, great. If the vision means she has her own business, cool, great. If the vision means that she loves her career field and she wants to be a nurse, she wants to be an engineer, she wants to be a professor, whatever that is, hey, cool, great. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm all for that. But my wife would never do something because she has to do it because we need the income. I will always hold down the house, no matter what. And so it's always our income but my pot of the income that I bring into our one pot is protected and provided for the family. Exactly. Which I think you should do as a man. Um, yeah. Honestly, look, so the one thing I kind of is kind of contradicting as a man, you should protect and provide, right? Mm -hmm. But people think it's all money. No. Yeah. As a man, as yeah. like, it's, it's sick to know that as a man, all you have to provide is just money. That's right. what people think about. No. Yeah. Your integrity, yeah. how you roll out, yeah. how you talk to people, yeah. how you do this and that. That's what makes you as a man. Not just the money. Protecting and providing is so many things other than money. Yeah. Then also one is you have to care for the people that you love. Yeah. You also have to add significant value to the world. That's why how people are going to care about you as a man. You already add a value. See, look at all the stuff that you have around here. Yeah. You add a value. But how you, how you create value as a man? Mm -hmm. You have to grind. You have to do this work. You have to become your own man. You have to... Nobody's gonna come and wake up to do the hard things. You have to do the things you don't feel like doing every single day. You know you have to read that book, you don't have to go to the gym, you don't have to eat that diet, you don't have to start that business. That's the only way you can create value as a man. So yeah. that's how you do it. Dude, we're gonna end the show right there. We're gonna end the show right there, y'all. We're gonna put all of Sebastian's information in today's show notes. We're gonna put Course Careers information in the show notes. Uh, ladies, his DMs, I don't know, are open or not. The man said they, they open. Said, oh, they oh, open. He said they're open. They open. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta come with God, though, because, you know, God said he need to focus. You know what I'm saying? So uh, if you if you slide into the DMs, come with God on your side, all right? Y'all, we love you all. God bless you. We'll see you in the next show. Peace out. Welcome to the table.